0: bad times all the time we need to be running into his arms it doesn't matter what's happening it could be the best time that there is going that's the time to run into his arms when things are going all bad and pear shaped and things are falling apart that's the time to run into his arms we should always be running into his arms because he's always there always there in every situation in every circumstance, good and bad he's always there always there Start this series on God's promises. God's promises are good news. Run, run into his arms. You know what it says in God's word that not only do the demons have to leave, they have to flee when confronted with the mighty name of Jesus. you hear what I'm saying? That means turning around and running. They're scared. Because of who's inside of you. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You have what's great inside you. The greatest thing possible you have inside of you is God inside of you. Dwelling inside of you. Not far away. Not some distant place. He is right in dwelling inside of you. His Holy Spirit goes with you every step you take. Everywhere you go. And everything that rises up or attempts to rise up against the mighty name of Jesus has to flee because of that name of Jesus. Hear what I'm saying? Come on, we're Pentecostal, we can make a little bit of noise, it's all right. Come on. Flee. Understand what that word means, not walk away quietly, not just stroll away, but flee. That means run. That means take off. That means they're scared. Hear what I'm saying? Every situation, everything that rises up against you has to flee under the mighty name of Jesus. Flee. Flee. Nowhere Nowhere, 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 Does it say in God's word that we have to lose Sure it says in God's word that sometimes we're going to run into things Sometimes things are going to come up against us But you know what? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world Hoorah You know what I'm saying? Greater Greater Things are going to happen Great Guess what? You win Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. I dare you to go find it in God's Word where it says we lose anytime, ever, at all. We never lose. And guess what? If you've accepted Jesus and you've got Jesus in your heart, like Nancy was talking about, you have the absolute best life insurance policy on the planet. Jason cannot offer you a better life insurance policy than Jesus did. Hello? One day we are going up there and we're playing hockey. You hear what I'm saying? Come on, does that sound like fun or what? Woo! You can get as many black marks on your pads as you want, brother. Come on. That's got to make you smile. I love this, this God's promises thing. I am so jacked up and hopped up about it because God's promises are good. God's promises are good to those who love him, to those who serve him. God's promises are good. bad promises in there for God's kids? You found one? That's the right answer. Come on. Show me a scripture where it says that we lose. It doesn't. It's not there. So we just run into His arms all the time. In the good times and the bad times. All the time. Run to His arms because He loves you with a love that you can never understand that you We'll never understand probably until we're in heaven. I'm going to talk about it this morning. I am going to completely blow your mind with something I'm going to share with you. It is going to rock your world. Anybody ready for that? Yeah. Woohoo! All right, I'm hopped up. I'm ready to go. That's awesome. You may be seated. So, I really, honestly, I love this topic, God's promises. This, this gets me excited because I've learned a lot about what God's promises are, and I really like them. I really love what, what God's promises are to us. They just get me. They goose my spirit. Todd, they absolutely goose my spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. That's a technical term that we, uh, that's a Bradford Community Church term. We, we grew up here spontaneously. That's exciting. If you aren't excited about who God is, if you aren't excited about who you are through God, if you're not excited about what God can do through you, in you, if you're not excited about heaven, there's lots to be excited about. There's lots to be excited about. Listen, um, some of you, this is one of these topics that I've talked about a few times. Sometimes I've gone briefly over it. We've talked a little bit at length about it. I want you to grab a pen, grab a paper, uh, grab your tablet, your iPhone, um, if you're so inclined to use an Android, um, you know, it's okay, uh, it's, it's all about grace, right, Pastor Shane? So, um, you're feeling the love, see? Grab it, I want you to jot some of these, these scriptures down I'm going to throw at you, uh, scribble them down, and go check them out later, okay? Take some time. You're going to wish after I'm done, you're going to say, wow, I wish I'd wrote that down because that was really good um, because God gave it to me, so uh, it's good, okay? Jot it down, and I want you to go look at it later. If you want something to study and take some time to absorb when your own quiet time and your own Bible time, then do it. This will be some good stuff, and I'm going to throw out a scripture at you that potentially uh, you may have missed uh, over the years, and it's going to blow your mind because even after all these years um, that I've walked with God, this really blew my mind. Okay, so anybody want to get their mind blown? Woo Okay, sounds like fun, right? Okay, so let me ask you a question: Has God ever promised you anything? Yes. Yeah. What was that, Mary? It's all over His Word, right? Yeah, He's promised you stuff. Has He ever let you down? No. He's delayed. Sometimes we want it a little quicker, right? Sometimes he says no, okay, yep. But when he promises something, he delivers, right? He made your arm and your shoulder better. You got hurt on your birthday, and he did that, right? Yep. I, uh, A fracture, and it's, and it's better, right? Because God loves you. You're his little girl. He fixed your shoulder. Well, that's awesome. We love Heather. Heather's like part of the family here, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I don't know. Somebody must have moved your chair on you. I'll fix them up later when I figure out who it is. We'll have to play back the video and see who moved it. So, <laughs> um, I want to share this. I want to share this passage with you uh, again. Scribble this down. Write this down in your uh, in your notes. Uh, we're going to go to Genesis twelve, verse one. Okay. Genesis twelve, verse one. We're going Old Testament. Woohoo! All right. The Lord had said to Abraham, Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I, that being God, will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I'll curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Think about Abraham. Could you imagine God coming to you and saying, I'm going to bless you. I am going to take care of you. If anybody goes against you, if anybody messes with you, I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to fix it. I love you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to do all these awesome things for you. Wouldn't that be exciting? Sure it would. Absolutely. Bring it on, okay? That's good news. Think about, think about the limitless resources that God has available to him. Limitless. He made your resources, you got right now. He did. He made all this. He made you He made heaven. There's hockey rinks in heaven. I just know it. I'm telling you. Okay? And motorcycles. All right? He made all of that. Limitless resources. And he takes the time to go to Abraham and says, Man, I'm going to hook you up. That's good news. That's fantastic news. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? God doesn't lie. Why would he? Why does he need to? He doesn't need to. He tells the truth. Who lies? The devil lies. And all those little crummy cohorts that run around with them. Okay? They're the ones that lie. God doesn't need to lie. When God says something, when God puts it in his word, when God says something to you, when God says something to Abraham, he doesn't lie. He doesn't need to lie. He means it. It's going to happen. You can go to the bank on it. The check is not going to bounce. Everybody with me? We're all still awake? Good going to start jumping on seats in a few minutes, because this gets me really excited, okay? So, that's God's promise. That's God's covenant with Abraham. So, let's talk about this a little bit more. I want to take some of these words, and I want to talk about these words that God shared with Abraham. The first one is bless, okay? To confer or invoke divine favor on. Endow someone with a particular cherished thing or attribute, To convert or invoke divine favor on. Abraham had God's favor. Everywhere he went, everything he did, he had God's favor. Even his mistakes, God took care of. Yeah. He blessed them. He loved them. And when we go back to that initial passage when God talks about blessing him, why? What was the reason in the last verse? So that he could be a blessing to others. So God didn't just go and bless Abraham just for the sake of blessing Abraham. He had blessed Abraham because he loved Abraham. But the job was Abraham was going to turn around and be a blessing to somebody else. Wasn't just for Abraham. So, not only was God going to take his limitless resources and bless Abraham, that was going to be shared and spread on. Okay? Favor. What is favor? That is overgenerous, preferential treatment, an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual work to the advantage of. Overgenerous, preferential treatment. Who had. Over generous preferential treatment at Christmas time this year. This one, really, what was over generous? Mom and Dad let you stay in the house. Oh, we got an iPad, nice. Uh, another iPad showed up. Another iPad showed up. Anything else? Come on, did we have a good Christmas? Someone got some goalie pads, some scooters. I know that. Okay, Lizzie got her hair dyed again. Okay, like, come on. Preferential treatment. Don't you want to give your kids preferential treatment? Don't you want to be generous with them? Don't you want to spoil them? Don't you want to be good to them? Don't you want to do that? Right? Most of the time? (laughs) All the time, yes, yes. Okay, great was the next word in there. Great, of an extent, amount, or intensity above normal or average. Very large and imposing, denoting something that is most important or the most worthy of consideration. Great. God said, Abraham, I'm going to make your name great. Why? Because he loved Abraham. But why? He wanted Abraham to be a blessing to everyone else. Why do he want to make his name great? He wanted to make his name great because he knew Abraham would give glory to God. Hear what I'm saying? Abraham's going to take it, and he's going to share God with the people that he comes in contact with. So God wants to make him above normal. Wants to take him above average. Doesn't want him to be normal. Doesn't want him to be average. He wants Abraham to be great because Abraham's going to take it. He's going to bless other people, and he's going to shine the light of God everywhere he goes. God's smart. He's very smart. Come on. Somebody's got to get excited a little bit. God's smart. Come on. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. It makes sense. If he wants to promote his name, then he takes his person, he takes his man, and he makes his name great because he knows that guy's going to turn around and say, you know what? It's not because of me. It's because of God. Okay? Abraham goes into a war. Keep the story really simple. Goes into a war to rescue his nephew Lot. Okay? goes in, rescues his nephew Lot, recovers his his family and all the rest of it, Abraham takes care of business. Because that's what God wanted him to do. And so the king king turned around afterwards and says, you know, I want to give you a bunch of stuff. I want to give you some things. And Abraham says, no, I'm not going to take your stuff. I'm not going to take your things because I don't want you to ever be able to say it was because of you that I was blessed. I want to say it was because God Almighty blessed me. That's it. I don't want you to be able to say, you took some of the credit for blessing me. How about that? How about that? That's great. Exactly. But thank you, Pat. (laughs) All right. Nation is another word. That is a large aggregate, a group of people united by common descent, history, culture, or language. I am going to make you into a huge nation, Abraham. I am going to take you. It's not just going to be you. You are going to have lots of descendants. So at 100 years old, Abraham has his descendant. Sarah was 90. Correct? Yes, Sarah was 90. Has his descendant. Here's what's significant about that. You guys need to get this. You guys need to understand sonship and daughtership. Is that Abraham needed a son that he could pass the inheritance on to? He needed a son. To pass that inheritance on to. So what was Abraham's was going to be his kids. What belonged to Abraham when Abraham left this world, it's pretty significant. It was going to get passed on to his kids. So he wanted to have that son, and God blessed him with his son. You have to understand the significance of that. Especially young guys, understand that you are a son that you carry on the family name, that that's not something to be taken lightly. That family name that you have, that you've been given, means something. It's significant. So as your parents are raising you up and you're growing up, you're growing up into that name that your family has given you. And eventually, it's going to be passed on to you. Which knife is it that you want of mine? Because I can see you thinking. I want the brown knife, the new one he got for Christmas. It's going to get passed on to you. There's an inheritance. So Abraham's kids, there was an inheritance. And it was pretty significant because part of that inheritance was that blessing that God gave to Abraham. That blessing that God gave Abraham was going to get passed on down through the generations. It was pretty significant. So God blessed Abraham and promised, I'm going to pass this. This is going to get passed on to your kids. This isn't a short term thing. This is a covenant. This is something that's going to get passed on to your kids. So when you have your kids, they walked in that. Read the Old Testament. That was a big deal. That inheritance was a big deal. Something wanted. Another word, curse, a solemn utterance to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. These are all the words that were in those first three verses that we just, I read to you, that we started out with, okay? So I have this, it's called the Pastor Corey Amplified Version, okay? And what I do, um, I don't change the scripture, I just take out the words and I put in the definition. So if I take out the word bless, then I'm going to put in the definition of the word bless. In the blank. Everybody, follow me? Okay, so that's what I call the Pastor Cory version. So I want to read this to you, okay? Uh, Galatians 12, verse 2 and 3. I am going to make you into a very large and imposing group of people through my influence. I will show you my divine preferential treatment beyond what is normal and give you many cherished things and attributes. Your name will be most worthy of consideration. You will in turn show preferential treatment beyond what is normal and give many cherished things and pass on attributes. I, God, will show this same preferential treatment to those who bless you, and I will use my power to harm and inflict punishment on those who try to invoke supernatural harm on you. Basically, if anyone messes with you, they are messing with me. Through through you, all families on earth will be blessed. How does that sound? You know what? You take that... And you go look at it, and I, you study it, and tell me that's not what it says. Okay? PC amp. How do you like that? Okay? Look at it. Read it. Please take some time. Look at it. This is cool. This is awesome. Abraham had it going. In the end, Abraham was now very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. What does every way mean? Health, every way health, money, money friends, friends influence, influence, family, right? Great wife, because that's really important. <laughs> feel like there's a time in the service where you're just supposed to turn the microphone over to Pastor Becky, and she's just, you know, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, where is she hiding anyways? (laughs) So, really, in every way, in every way, Abraham was blessed in every way, I'm not making it up, it's in there, it's in the book, it's in your copy, but look it up. God blessed Abraham in every way. God made a promise. God made a covenant to Abraham. Who is God that he should lie? God tells the truth. There's no need for him to lie. And he turned around and hooked Abraham up. And then Abraham took it and he passed it on to his kids. Isn't that cool? Wouldn't you you like to have been one of Abraham's kids? <laughs> we got a keener in the front in the front row here. I got to slow her down. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? So, grab your pens. Honestly, grab your tablets. Grab your phones. I want you to jot this down. I want you to take this. I want you to remember it. I want you to study it. I want you to. I. I, I want you to dig into it. Okay. Galatians 26, sorry, Galatians 3, verse 26 to 27. Galatians 3, 26 to 27. So, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. So when you ask Jesus into your heart, you become a child of God. Everybody there? Yes? Are you a child of God, yes or no? Thank you. All right. For all of you... "...who were baptized into Christ have closed yourself with Christ." There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Do you understand what that means? If you've accepted Jesus, you are a son of God. You have God's spirit inside of you. You are, we are, we are all are locked in one giant family. Jesus is the head, we're the body, we're all linked up, we're all hooked up together, we are one. Do you understand that? How does that work? I'm not sure I can explain all the intricacies of it, but we're one. You are one with God. We are one with God. Not because of what we've done, not because of anything that we've done, not because of good deeds, not because of works, not because of anything other than we've turned around and said, you know what, Jesus, please forgive me. I accept your sacrifice. I accept that you were the Son of God. I accept that you died for me, and you gave your life for me. I accept that forgiveness. You're Lord of my life. That's it. If you want to say you had to do something, that's what you had to do. You had to submit your life to Jesus. That's it. And you're one. We're one. All one family. 29. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. If you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Is that clicking with anybody? Yep. You want to be Abraham's kid? You are we're Abraham's kid. If you have accepted Jesus, then you are an heir to the promise. You are an heir to the covenant that God made with Abraham. It's ours. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. We are heirs to that promise. That covenant is ours. That means God wants to bless you. That means God's got God's he's got his favor on you. That means everywhere that you go, you're walking with an unfair advantage. You have an unfair advantage. This is why I coach every hockey game like it's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals because I don't believe in losing. But on the ice, it's on the ice. In life, I want to make sure that you guys get it. Life, losing is not an option. What do we talk about? Somebody tell, tell me when we when we we well we don't lose a hockey game we just run out of time sometimes okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so funny. Uh, you go I go talk to Shane's little guys in the mornings. You know. So how did it go yesterday? Oh, Pastor Corey, we just ran out of time. Well, I know what that means, right? So, <laughs> what do we talk about in the locker room when we run out of time? Be what we can do better. Not what we did wrong, what we can do better. What we can do better. But that's it. I want these guys to learn, in life, we strive to win. And I've got to tell you, when you have Jesus inside of you, you can't lose. You can't lose. I dare you to go in the Bible and find somewhere where it says that God's people ever are intended to lose. That it's God's intention for us to lose. Go find it. Wait, I'll save you some time. Don't bother. Go look anyways if you want. I'm telling you it's not there. We're talking about God's promises. Pastor Shane set the spark for God's promises. God's promises for us are good. God's promises for us are good. God's intention is he's got a plan and a purpose for you, a plan to prosper you, a plan to bless you, a plan to take care of you, a plan that no matter when somebody comes up against you, they're taking on God. Oh, I'm getting excited. Come on, really, that, that's the promise. That's the covenant. That's for us. Woo, come on. That is for us. Why do we accept defeat? Why do we accept normal? God said he was going to take Abraham and make him above normal, above average. Why do we settle for that? Why do we settle for that? With Jesus and with God, losing is not an option. Even to the point of death. Death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? Because you know what? I am going to be in heaven with Jesus for the rest of my life. I'm taking a whole bunch of my friends with me and my family with me. And I can't wait. I got stuff I want to do here. But when it's time for me to go, Paul talks about he's like, I don't know, do I stay here and help you out? You know, I've got so much work left to do. I've got so much that I want to do. But, you know, if I, if I die, I get my eternal reward. I get, I get the best of the best. I get to go to heaven. I get to see my Jesus. I get to hang out with God. I get to meet all these really cool people. I get to be in God's presence. Come on, we're just getting a taste here. You know, when you sing and we worship and we enter, we enter into God's presence, we are just getting an itty-titty-witty-bitty little tidbit of it. just a bit just a taste the person who came up with the idea of angels floating on clouds eating cream cheese really didn't do it for me number 1 i don't like cream cheese and number 2 i don't like cheesecake either everybody says oh you should try it. oh <gasps> what well, Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that was going to have as big of an impact as it was. right? <laughs> okay, well, come on. Let, let's, let's think about it for a second. Imagine we're up floating on a cloud, sitting on a cloud, lazy boy. Okay? Great fun. How long is that going to be fun? Like, it'd be cool, right? It'd be cool. Well, skip the cream cheese thing. You can have mine there, okay? You can have my cream cheese cake or whatever, okay? But think about it. If you're up, you're floating around the clouds, that's going to be a rip for a little while, and then you're going to be bored to your tears. You know what I'm saying? Heaven's going to be an awesome place. So it doesn't matter. In, in the end, if we leave, if we leave this place, oh my goodness, the blessings have only started here. Only a taste here. Because we have that covenant. Because Jesus died for us. We've accepted Him and we walk in that same blessing. We are an heir to that covenant and that blessing and that promise. Why do, we, why do we settle for second best? Why do we accept second best? Do we want that for our kids? I know you too. Do you want that for your kids, second best? No. No, they don't. Why would you? That would be stupid. If you wanted your kids to settle, if we wanted our kids to settle with just just second best, how dumb would that be, honestly? Well, do you think God, our Heavenly Father, who's got unlimited resources. Who's made that promise to us That he wants to bless us That he wants to care for us He wants to bless us So that we can be a blessing to others And we can share it So all the families on earth Can be blessed through that covenant and promise He made to Abraham Passed on through his kids Passed on to us And we in turn pass it on to our kids Think about it Does God want us to settle? God didn't want you to settle, did he? Remember you were sitting right there Weren't you? He didn't want you to settle. And he didn't. That was God's best for you. Do you need a (laughs) snuggle? Don't settle. And you know, it gets to a point when this actually gets inside of you, when you actually take it, study it, let it become part of the fabric of your being. Let it become part of, like, you see me standing up here and I start telling the story, wow, he's crazy, he's getting excited and shouting. Well, it's part of who I am. It's part of that fabric of who I am in my being. Let it become part of you. And then you know what happens? I just expect things are going to work out. Because they always do. If things happen... I just expect it's going to work out. And it's going to work out for God's glory. Without getting too theological, it says in God's word that He'll take the bad stuff and turn it out for glory in His name, right? He does that, He turns things around to bring glory to His name. Nancy was about ready to explode this morning. You were. You had to share it. You had to share it. God takes your name and makes it great. God takes you above normal and makes you above normal and above average because you love Him, because you serve Him, and because He knows that if, when He does that, that you will give Him the glory in every single thing that you say, in every single thing that you do. You carry the cross on you. You carry that with you. You share Him with you everywhere that you go. And He's proud of you. And because of you, others have been blessed. Because of that covenant and that blessing that dwells inside of you. What does this all mean? What does it all mean? It means if you're a Christian, you've got divine favor. You've got God's blessings. And you've got God's protection. That's what it means. All the time. Not just sometimes. Not just in certain times. Not just in some situations. All the time. Nowhere do God's promises have a timeline on them. Nowhere do they say anything other than God wants his best for you. God wants his best for you. Because you can take it and you can share his name. You can shine his name everywhere that you go. It makes sense. God's smart. If God takes his kids and blesses his kids and his kids turn around and are blessings to others, all those people around him, people are going to say, why? 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 What's special about you? What's inside of you? What's going on with you? It doesn't matter what happens. For some reason, you've got a joy inside of you. What is it? Well, it's because I expect that God's going to care for me. I expect that God's going to take care of this. I expect when bad things happen, they're going to work out. And even when bad things aren't, gonna ha- work, aren't happening, I expect that God's going to give me over-preferential treatment beyond what I deserve. Because I don't deserve anything. I'm going to go to the store, and I'm going to find what I want on sale. <laughs> Get the parking spot. Some people want the parking spot right up front. You know, I want the wide one that nobody parks next to me. Interestingly enough, I always find that one. But uh, I expect to walk into a store and be surprised that I'm going to find something on sale. I expect things to work out. I expect everywhere that I go that things are going to work out. I expect when things go bad at the rink that they're going to work out in the end. I expect it. Not because I'm special, but you know what? I understand that I'm a king's kid. I understand that I'm a king's kid, and he loves me. He cares about me. He makes me feel like I'm his favorite. I get out on my motorcycle, and I ride. God talks to me there. I feel like, like, wow. Wow. This is it. For some of you who don't ride a motorcycle, you're just not gonna get this. The wind used to blow through my hair, now it blows through my ear hair. You know? Please don't laugh too hard, Bonnie. Okay. But that's my time. And I just I get there and I ride along and I think about my I think about my buddy Bob all the time. And I just think, you know what, Bob's up there, he's checking out the highways for me, and I'm coming. I'll get there when I get there, but I know I'm coming. My grandpa's up there. Oh, I love my grandpa. He spoiled me rotten. I was an only child. I was adopted, so I was chosen. It was all about me. It all, still is all about me, and it should be all about me, and don't you forget it. Or you. She always gets mad at me, right? When I was a kid, we used to celebrate Cory's Eve. Um, <laughs> remember, I was adopted, okay? Uh, and Heidi doesn't celebrate Cory's Eve. Fortunately, the Holmes family, some of you know Liam Holmes. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a Cory's Eve tradition. We go out for chicken wings on Cory's Eve, so at least some people have got it. Uh, my wife needs prayer. We'll talk later. <laughs> Was that a good decision? Yeah, good. Okay. Okay, listen to me. Right, get your pens. Get them out. Write this down. This, if this doesn't blow your mind, if this doesn't make you think, I want you to go study this later, I want you to look at it, okay? You guys, same thing, okay? Hockey homework from church. You don't believe me? You don't believe what I'm saying about Abraham and the covenant and all that? You need a little bit more proof? It's not quite enough for you? You're thinking about it? Yeah, this makes sense, but yeah, I I really need to process through this some more. I'm going to give you something else to process through. (laughs) Let's start in John 17, verse 20. John 17, verse 20. This is Jesus praying, okay? So, Jesus is praying, okay? The guy that we've been talking about, God's son, okay? He's saying this prayer. This is Jesus saying this. Nobody else? Everybody understand? Have I made it simple enough? Okay. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one. That's us. That we all may be one. Those who know Jesus and those who don't know Jesus yet, that we all may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus is saying, God, the Father, you and I are one. All of these people are going to be part of us. We're all going to be one. Something I've learned over the last few years, um, especially doing, doing weddings, I can't explain how it, how it happens. I can't explain what takes place. But when you get married, you become intertwined into one you become meshed and intertwined with that person that you marry. I can't explain how that works. I don't I don't understand it completely, but it's not like it's not like two people get stitched together up the middle. Okay? There's an interweaving. There is a combination. There is a locking together where you become one. And what Jesus is talking about here is that God the Father Holy Spirit and Jesus are all one, they're all intertwined into one, one being. But what he's saying is, all of us are intertwined with that because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, he's talking about all of us being intertwined with God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Son, that we are all combined into one, woven into one unit. Does everybody understand me? I can't explain what it looks like. I can't explain exactly how it happens. I have faith and I know that it happens. Okay? May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I've given them forgiveness. I've given them my name. I've given them our name so that they can be one with us. How significant is that? That God, the creator of the universe, that we are so intertwined with Him in the fabric of who God is and who we are, that we're intertwined with Him. That is pretty significant. When you try to... When I try to, maybe you're more, uh, maybe you can think a lot deeper than I can. Um, You know, that's pretty awesome when you think about that. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Here we go. Then the world will know that you sent me and I have loved them and have loved them even as you have loved me. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. God loves us. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Tell me I'm misunderstanding this. Then the world will know that you sent me, God, and have loved them even as you have loved me. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Try and wrap your head around that. Wrap your head around that. Jesus, God's Son, the one that we all talk about, the one that we all know, the one that we've all heard about... The great name of Jesus. God loves you just as much as He loves Jesus. I'm not making this up. It's here. Father, I want those you have given me to be with and that I myself may be in them. God loves you, John, as much as he loves Jesus. You too. You too. You know, the enemy is here to seek and kill and destroy and distract you and lie to you. That's what he does. That's the language he speaks. He speaks lies. And he wants you not to know this. He wants to hide this from you. He doesn't want you to get this in your head. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. What did I do? Who am I? Who am I? I'm one of his kids. I'm an heir to the promise. I'm a king's kid. Why? Because I accepted Jesus. We're talking about promises. Oh, man, God's word is so full of great promises. You know, some people figure, well, I don't want to be a Christian because I have to stop doing stuff. Oh, that's such a pile of garbage. We have a lot of fun. Becoming a Christian is not about what I can't do. It's about what I get to do. That Jesus, God loves you like he loves Jesus. Get it in your head now. Who needs to get that in your head right now? Who needs to get it? Stand up, stand up. Who needs to get that in your head? Stand up, stand up. It's okay, you've been a Christian for 30 years, 40 years, five minutes, two seconds, now, whatever. Who needs that in their head? Who needs that revelation in your mind right now, in your heart? Who needs it? Anybody else? Yes. will. Never. Who else? If you seek him, you will find him. He doesn't want to be hard to find. He wants you to find him. He wants to get to know you. He's not hiding. He's He's not hiding. He wants you chase after him you will find him if you go and look he will be there you will find him he will always be there Right now, I just ask you to touch each and every one who's standing here right now that you would speak to their hearts, that you would speak to the core of their, of their being and explain to them, shine the light of God inside of their heart like Jesus, like God loves Jesus, just shine in his heart in Jesus' name right now that you never, ever, ever, ever be the same again after today in Jesus' name.